Welcome to this edition of Brave Hearts, where we hope to increase your awareness and understanding of what homelessness looks like and some of the many organizations working on solutions to improve the homeless crisis. We are your hosts, William Wallace and Betty Louise, and these are the Brave Hearts. It's Betty Louise signing off with the last Bravehearts episode for a while. I hope you've learned something about homelessness and all the incredible work that's going on in this community. Anything you can do to let these homeless people know you care goes a long way. We end the series with success stories from Joe Nake and Tyson Powers of Hospitality House. Be well and be kind. So I'd love to hear some success stories. Have you got one, Tyson? Yeah, so the one that comes to mind is we have a senior who was abused and was suffering through substance use issues and was in and out of the shelter. And our goal with people, we always meet them where they're at. With case management, my goal was always to make their ellipses in and out smaller and smaller each time Mm -hmm. so if someone goes out for two months the goal next time is only for a month and a half and they're coming back more frequently and in in this case with this senior that was what was happening uh, they had a very big arc in the beginning and started that arc started getting smaller and smaller and right now that senior is housed and happily housed and loving life and doing fantastic. We're doing follow-up case management through the post-housing case manager, and they just report nothing but great things, and we're helping get her to medical appointments and things of that nature. It's it's just an amazing thing to watch when mm-hmm. someone just is happy. When you see yeah. them, you see them where they were, and now it's just amazing. It's just... Do you it's have amazing. any insights or thoughts about why that happens? You know, like in this particular case? So I think... Like Joe stated earlier, we have this increase in our Asian population becoming homeless because they're getting priced out. You know, you have people on fixed incomes, whether it's Social Security or even retirement, where 10, 15 years ago, that was a good amount of money, where they had money set aside, was those rents creep up and that, you know, money doesn't move forward as well. All of a sudden you have people that were making good money now, they're barely holding on and then they get to a point where their entire income is less than their rent alone, and they end up homeless because they can't afford to pay the rent, and there's nowhere really affordable for them. Or if there is, you have waiting lists that are months or even years long. So it's very daunting, and people just end up homeless. And what kind of shook me a little bit was you have seniors who all of a sudden weren't having issues with substances to having issues with substances when they come out on the street. A lot of it's for safety. And that's just, it's its scary. Mm-hmm. It's very scary. Mm-hmm. But for this particular person to see that transformation was amazing. Mm-hmm. What about you, Joe? So there's a woman who's actually just got housed yesterday. Two small children, been homeless for over a year, almost two years. First engaged her on the street, with, she had some medical issues, connected her with our behavioral health nurse and just worked with her and was able to get her into a motel room through some funding streams that we partnered with the county with. So we found that using the local motels just to get somebody off the street in a non-congregate area, especially somebody with two small children, you don't want 
small children on the street. It's heartbreaking and it's unsafe and all these other things. So by getting her and being able to find funding to get her place there and continue to work on getting income, getting her medical needs, all this paperwork, when you have nothing, no ID, no, when I talk about social capital, all the things that makes us Americans or ID, social security card, birth certificate, all the things that proves that you're alive. When people don't have that, that's, that's, that's tough to do anything past that. So got all that taken care of, got income, the kids uh, back enrolled in school, into housing. Now there's a, the family has a home again. The kids are not going to have to grow up the rest of their lives. And that intergenerational homelessness like we talked about, mm-hmm. we can end the cycle of homelessness with this family and we have started as of yesterday. So it's heartwarming and I will continue to work with her and make sure and support her through and make sure she has everything she needs to continue on to a happy life. We're here because of the community. Without the support of the donors that help us provide these services, we wouldn't be able to keep our doors open. We do work very closely with law enforcement. We work closely with every agency that touches health and human services. But really, you know, the love and support from this community is what keeps our doors open. We're here because we care about the folks and everybody that does this work, all the agencies we mentioned earlier, it takes a community to solve a very difficult issue. Thank you both for your humanity and for being committed to this work because I know it makes a difference in our community. So thank you. Thank you for joining us today. Our hope is this segment has opened your heart and mind. Be well and be kind. This project was made possible with support from California Humanities, a nonprofit partner of the National Endowment for the Humanities. Please visit calhum.org.